Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. So glad to have you here with us. I'm Jeff Lee. Dave Onk is here with us. He is the elementary school principal for Okaboji Elementary. Yep. Dave, welcome. And like I was saying to uh, before, we were saying welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Here we are, right? <laughs> here we are, and it feels so good, doesn't it? It does. It really, really does. And I can't wait for a little over a week from now when school actually begins because it's time to get those kids in the building. That's for sure. Yeah. We're pumped. Well, and Brian Downing and I were talking about, you know, the the offset of the euphoria of, of uh, the excitement of having the kids back and, mm -hmm. and being able to instill education in them and, and but tempered, of course, with yep. we got to keep everybody safe. We can't oh, yeah. get so excited we forget about the things that we've learned over the last six months. That's right. Yep, for sure. Uh, okay, so elementary school model different than from uh, the middle school and in the course of the high school. You, I mean, you've yeah. got a completely different age group you're working with, uh, you know, from kindergarten on. Uh, they may know that there's something scary, weird out mm -hmm. there in the world, but probably not able to perceive just why it is. So right. what are you doing in the elementary school? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting challenge this summer trying to figure out what we can do for safety precautions. And, and one thing we've talked about a lot as an administrative team that, that's really important to understand is, you know, our goal is to absolutely minimize the risk, but we can never fully eliminate it. Yeah. So um, with that said, though, we still want to make sure that we do our best to not compromise the education of our kids because that's a duty that we have as well. Right. But that's that can be very tricky. And the, the further you get down the rabbit hole, the more you can find different things that you're doing throughout your day that contradicts things you're doing before. Right. And if you get fixated on that, it can really help add to your frustration. So it's really important at every level, and we've learned this over the last couple of months, to really look at each individual situation differently and say, okay, what can we do here to make things as safe as possible while still giving a positive experience for our students and for our staff? So, you know, I, Mr. Downing talked about a bunch of stuff for the, the high school, and really a lot of those things that he talked about really transitioned well from 7th through 12th grade. Um, and a lot of the things I'll talk about here transition well from the, the preschool up to 6th grade. Right. And uh, a big advantage that we have in, in those settings is our ability to cohort. Cohorting is huge. It really helps to limit the amount of interactions a student has throughout the day. It limits the exposure that they may have to a potential positive case or symptomatic person. Um, and, and that's really the steps that we've taken is trying to find ways to limit the amount of interactions that we can have. Um, what are some of the examples of uh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the middle school is fortunate enough for grades 5th and 6th of the brand new building. They, they have a nice, beautiful, amazing, awesome spacious building right um, mine is not that it's a great building I, we love our building don't sure. get me wrong but it doesn't have the size the the space that the middle school does so they're able to get six feet for the most part between a lot of their students at the elementary setting we're just not because the classrooms are smaller they're older it's just the way it is right so we're really trying to prioritize um, as much spacing as possible between students but again sticking with the cohort model so you know, when you think about a typical classroom, we're really trying to set up in a very traditional way with students um, sitting in desks, facing the front of the room, all in rows. We're trying to get at least three feet between every student because we know six feet is best, but we also know six feet is not possible. Right. And there's enough research out there that has shown us that if you can't get six, at least get three because it still shows positive results. Right. So we're really focusing on that. And if we do that, we feel good about our ability to keep kids safe. Um, the downside of that is, of course, you know, if, if you're in that situation and you're a kid stuck right in the middle of the classroom and you end up testing positive, then that may affect a number of students around that kiddo. Yeah. And that can be hard. 
So the more you have kids intermix, the, the greater increased chance of more students staying home when a case may come around your building. So what we're really trying to do, like I said, is have pretty strict seating charts. So teachers are making those, creating those randomly, and then the kids are seated in those spots. But we want to have, for the most part, most of the day function in that same way. So for example, when the students have music for the day, for example, mm -hmm. they would get up from their desks, their line order would mirror their seating chart as to make sure that there's not additional kids okay. exposed to other children. It's not a mass exodus. Yep, nope, you don't just all get up and go to the front of the room and intermix again because we want to keep things as consistent as possible. Right. And then they go down to the music room and it's the same thing. So when they get into music, that seating chart mirrors the same as the classroom yeah. because you know the, the guidelines are within six feet for 15 minutes. And if we can keep kids in the same order, same exposure throughout the day, that really can minimize the amount of students that would need to go home if and when we have a positive case in our building. So, And with that consistency and, and repetitiveness of it, yep. they'll, they'll figure that out real quick. We should be able to know really quickly. Yep, we're going to have all the seating charts ready to roll in a binder, so if something does happen, we can open it up and take a look and say, yep, these are the kids that were around the student, and, and it, it should be, a, we're hoping, a pretty pretty easy-ish process as far as that goes. Um, I mean, we all know that nothing's going to be easy, but yeah. at least we can try to be prepared as much as possible. Well, and that's time. it. It's, it's a uh, preparation that uh, yep. you, you're, you're accounting for different scenarios, right. and, you know, so you don't have to throw your hands up and, you know, you, yep. you're set to go. Now, I think of recess yep. for our little ones. Mm -hmm. How's that going to look? Recess is a little bit tricky. You know, I said right away that we're, we're doing our best to, to minimize risk while realizing we can never fully eliminate it. And, and research definitely shows that recess is critical for the education of our kids. So, you know, we, instead of eliminating recess or um, trying to find ways to minimize that, we're, we're embracing recess and instead we're embracing different ways that we can teach kids how to play appropriately. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, playing a game of three-on-three three or five-on-five five basketball where we're in close proximity guarding each other might not be a great choice right now. Instead, we'll encourage the kids to play knockout. You know, you can still play knockout. Yeah. You know, have, be in your line, spread, spread them out a little bit, yep. you know, and if you're in close proximity for short spurts, it's not, you know, again, we're not eliminating, we're just minimizing. That's yeah. a low-risk thing. Yeah. You know, we're okay with that because we think it's important for kids to be able to get outside, burn off that energy, come back in, and, and still be ready to learn. So we're, we're taking more precautions that way where we're trying to just educate the kids on what would be appropriate yeah. versus inappropriate during recess for safety reasons yeah. as much as possible. Well, and I can think back to when uh, I took my kids, my three daughters, to kindergarten that first day, and when there's no pandemic, you're still... Yeah. Uh, concerned about <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm bringing my kid to school mm -hmm. and you know and and I think the fact that all the preparation you guys have done all the research the planning certainly will help alleviate a lot of those fears mm -hmm. that uh, first-time parents bringing their children to school that they yeah. they're doing the best they can and oh, yeah. and the face-to-face -face learning is best for my child yep yep and there is definitely a lot of parents that that are nervous when they bring their first child to school and that's understandably so totally and there's even more anxiety probably this year than, than most because yeah. of what's going on yeah. and I understand that but I can say two things to that one is our staff has been amazing they're willing to do whatever they can to help out and and second of all I've spoken with a lot of parents about this the last two three weeks here um, on both sides of, of the argument both sides of the fence and our parents no matter what their opinions are I can't say enough how respectful they've been how appreciative they've been of what we've been doing here. And that really makes things so much easier for us because it's, you know, if, you, if, if people aren't recognizing the work you're doing, it, it can be frustrating right. at times. But our community has been nothing but supportive, which is great. And it really makes us proud to be a part of Team Okoboji. When you, when I was talking to Brian, we talked about you've got 
so blessed to have a great team from your oh, yeah. educators. And But when you've got parents who are on that team as well yep. and, and everybody's working together, yep. boy, does that work smooth. Oh, exactly. And like I said, I, my conversations that I've had with my parents have been nothing but positive. They've been all very enjoyable conversations. Some have been lengthy, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to talk through. It's a big deal. It's a big it deal. It really is a big deal. And, and we need to have those conversations. And I've been very appreciative of all the conversations I've had so far. All right. Well, I know, Dave, you are, all of you are so ready to get back to what you do best mm -hmm. with, with our kids, with your students. And, and yep. uh, I just, like I said to Brian, uh, thank you for all the dedication you and staff faculty there at uh, the elementary school and uh, it'll be great to get you guys back doing what you do yep that's right we're excited all right well dave we thank you very much for being here with us uh have a great school year and you're gonna have a school year that's, that's right <laughs> that's the yep. most exciting part that's of all right. exactly we're going back to school everybody all right dave bonk here with us of course the uh, elementary school principal at okoboji elementary we thank him for being here with us we thank you as always for watching us right here on okoboji broadcast Okoboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee is brought to you in part by the headquarters of the University of Okoboji is at the Three Suns, open Monday through Saturday 10 to 5 and Sunday noon to 4. Last Touch Painting and Cleaning, providing interior, exterior, and house painting and professional cleaning services in Spirit Lake. Okoboji Mattress Company, one mile west of the junction of Highway 9 and 71 in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, dream big, plan wisely, live well. And Duckies Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Brands Law Office in Spirit Lake. Ruth and Locker, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Back Engineering in Spirit Lake. B Radiant Laser Skin Studio, newly located in the Okoboji Plaza in Okoboji. And by Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisors Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman, and Erica Walkholes.